Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about some of the excellent global research performed by accounting firm PricewaterhouseCoopers. The data reflects the views of individuals who completed surveys, comes from 1,630 respondents. We're diving into the survey to pull out a few significant items that are worth noting from this 108-page report. Two days ago, we talked about the worst asset class in the PwC survey, and that's retail. Yesterday, we talked about warehousing and fulfillment. On today's show, senior housing. This is an area where my company is making major investments this year. So who is investing in senior housing? Pricewaterhouse reported that debt providers are setting aside generous annual allocations, and that's consistent with my findings as well. Virtually every lender I speak with mentions that they have a strong interest in senior housing. Dedicated and combined private equity funds are being raised as institutional investor interest accelerates. Some core funds even have senior housing allocations. Nearly 60% of the three largest healthcare REITs investments are in fact in senior housing. So why senior housing? First, private equity returns for senior housing properties have outpaced virtually all other commercial real estate sectors for the last decade, both in terms of appreciation and income returns. The total return for senior housing on a 10-year basis was 10.52%, and that far outpaced the overall property index at 6.09% and multifamily apartments at 6.1%. Number two, investment in senior housing provides a diversification because the sector is not as cyclical as other property types, and that's shown to be recession resistant during the global financial crisis. It's a need-based demand characteristic where assisted living really depends on people getting old. What's happening in the broader economy doesn't affect the demand. Number three, while profits experienced a dip in 2018, Green Street Advisors projects that senior housing is going to outpace the broader market in 2020, 2021, and 2022. I want to talk a little bit more about the profit fall a little bit later in this episode. Number four, nearly two-thirds of the properties in existence were built before the year 2000. It means they're almost 20 years old. That inventory of senior housing is old at this point and needs either a refresh, either for design, functionality, or efficiency. Number five, Senior housing is increasingly recognized as a critical part of the solution for population healthcare efficiency and healthcare cost control. And lastly, as transaction volumes have increased, investors have become more comfortable knowing that there are multiple exit strategies when it comes to senior housing. But there is a cautionary note here. There's a very wide 16 percentage point difference between the occupancy rates in the second quarter of this year in the most occupied markets, that is San Jose, California at 95%, and the least occupied market, that's San Antonio, Texas at 78.6%. Now, if that's the market average, 78.6%, that means that there are new buildings introduced in that market that are operating at far less than that. Much of the excess capacity has been built in sunbelt cities like Phoenix and parts of Florida. This oversupply is mostly in primary markets. Some secondary markets and tertiary markets have been largely ignored and are actually facing acute shortages. We're talking about senior housing as if it's a real estate play. It's partly a real estate business. It's actually a service business, first and foremost, with a small real estate component. From an expense standpoint, the number one expense is staffing. And in that sense, senior housing looks more like a hotel than, let's say, an apartment building. The second major challenge in senior housing is, in fact, the labor itself. Increasingly, operators are reporting labor shortages in all occupations across all of their systems, whether it's care managers to executive directors. 
the challenge of recruiting and retaining staff in this sector is really only expected to grow. In the past year, we've seen wages grow by 2.7%, and that's up from 2.5% in 2017. The key in senior housing is attracting and retaining talent. Wages are part of the equation, but even more important are working conditions. And that's why we believe our senior housing model is superior not just for residents, but also for the staff. There's no question that many of the major players have built new capacity well ahead of demand. And a lot of this new capacity has been in primary markets. Some operators who may have underwritten their projects at 90 or 95% occupancy are really having a tough time in markets where the occupancy is 85% or less. In a time of rising expenses, when hourly wages for assisted living operators are increasing, the profit expectations are proving to be a little bit difficult. Again, being in the right market is vitally, vitally important. In fact, there was a recent high visibility bankruptcy of an operator in the San Antonio market. Some of these new complexes are taking years to fill. And you've been hearing me beat the drum of supply and demand, supply and demand for a lot of episodes now. It's crazy to me the number of people that only seem to analyze the demand side of the equation when making investment decisions. That's very dangerous. On the other hand, investors who have partnered with solid operators located in strong markets are going to see outsized investment returns, not only today, but in the future years to come. So do take a look at senior housing, but do it cautiously. If you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.